A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello wrestling fans and welcome to another edition of PWI, I'm your host Guy Drinkle and tonight we are going to talk about a couple of events, so I'm not sure what we're going to call this, probably the greatest review preview of Backlash Royal Rumble ever event. Yeah, uh, so that's going to be fun, <laughs> it's going to be a fun title for you, um, but I am joined by Mo Chatter, how are you doing Mo? Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good, a bit croaky, but... Uh... Hopefully I'll, I'll survive through the show <laughs> and then completely give up the goose um, after it. But, uh, yeah, not bad otherwise, Kai. Well, was it Liverpool that broke your voice? <laughs> no, something um, less, much less mundane. Um, I've got a case of the man flu, so uh, but they're get, getting over the worst of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the, the Liverpool results certainly has helped with the recovery, so... Uh, yeah, that that was pleasing, and and what will help even more is uh, watching Arsenal fan TV. So, listeners, oh, as yes. we record this, Arsenal have gone out of the Europa League semi-final, and so Wenger will go trophyless where Europe is concerned. So, uh, fantastic. <laughs> the fume, the fume. I'm actually kind of sad because I like Wenger, but yeah, it's good. It it's for the content. But anyway, we're not here for Arsenal fan TV and stuff like that. We are here for the greatest Royal Rumble event and backlash. So we'll, we'll start with the uh, Saudi Arabia event. We're not going to do a, a, a play-by-play stuff that we usually do with this because, let's be honest, most of it was a bit pointless, wasn't it? Um, but more, just just your general thoughts on, on the event before we kind of pick bones of a couple matches, maybe. But what what did you think of the event overall? Yeah, overall, I thought it, it was... Um... A reasonably decent event. Um, you know, it's far from a bad show or anything like that, but it was just, uh, part surreal, part weird, um, bizarre. <laughs> it just seemed like an odd show. I mean, you had, obviously, I think it's the first ever event in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, you had what appeared to be dignitaries at ringside who, might not have even watched WWE before. Um, but credit to him, so, several of them stuck around for the whole show. Um, fair number actually left ringside several matches before the end of the event. And, um, yeah, the crowd reactions were actually not as bad as I feared they'd be. There, there were, there was some decent noise generated for some of the matches, subdued by normal standards, but I've seen 
quieter crowds in uh, you know the North America. So um, that that was uh, good to see, and uh, yeah, it was still quite a, an impressive showing overall. Obviously, a large crowd. I mean, they build it at sixty thousand or more, but I think in reality there was something closer to forty to forty-five. She's still a very, very impressive figure. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought, you know, given a very star studded lineup, um, there were several, you know, very fun matches. Nothing that was blow away, you know, outstanding. Nothing that would be looked at as a match of the year contender. But, um, overall, yeah, I, I couldn't really grumble too much other than the fact it seemed to last a zillion hours. Yeah, that was the only issue, really, wasn't it? It was, <clears throat> it was sandwiched after WrestleMania that seemed to go on for a hundred hours. Then this one seemed to go on for an extra hundred hours, um, and now we've got backlash at the weekend, which we'll preview properly. Um, <clears throat> but more, I mean, the greatest Royal Rumble event was worth it for one, one, but no, two particular moments. Sorry, two. Jinder Mahal. Yeah. With one of the worst botches I've ever seen. <laughs> Screwing up a simple mover on Jeff Hardy. And then he takes it in good spirits on Twitter saying he was playing possum, which is quite funny. Then that's all forgotten about for the greatest moment in wrestling history. You can have your Ric Flair retirement stuff and all that. But my favourite moment in wrestling history more is now Titus O'Neil slipping over and going under the ring. <laughs> It it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't your standard somebody tripping over and falling down moment. It was <laughs> the fact that he went under the ring almost completely. That that was um, you, you you couldn't do that again if you tried a hundred times. That he, was he just did on Raw, and it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Um, no, it, it was just um moment of the year for the WWE, possibly moment of the decade. If it doesn't win an award at the uh, end of year, what do they call them, the Slammies, do they? Um, oh, yeah. Then something seriously wrong. Um, he's not it was, of the year, just for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it just was um, a meme maker's dream because um, – the amount of memes and uh, or gifts and all sorts that have come out as a result of that just been incredible, just non-stop. And uh, some really, really clever ones as well. Obvious ones, obviously, like uh, a Randy Orton RKO one and all sorts. But uh, no, th- th- there's been a lot of fun had. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he found it embarrassing, but he seems to have taken it in, in the right spirit. And uh, It's made his career again. To- that's what it's done. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's probably delayed him getting future endeavoured for another couple of years. <laughs> so, um, no, that that was um, quite breathtaking. And, you know, if anybody was falling asleep watching the show, well, you, you really woke up after watching that because that was uh, just something else. Very, very special moment in the history of the WWE. Absolutely. It's the fact that Corey Graves and Michael Cole were literally broken for about 15 minutes as well that made it funnier. That was, <laughs> uh, that was just brilliant. Um, but we'll, we'll t- we won't we won't talk about match quality and stuff like maybe for one of the matches. But um, we'll we'll go on to the three main events, shall we say? Um, 
Um, we we saw Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ and it ended in a disqualification win for uh, Nakamura technically. Um, but we we see for me anyway, I think we're seeing the feud kind of develop quite nicely. We're seeing the early stages of Nakamura's heel turn, which it seems interesting. I think you said on one of the previous shows he's never really done it in Japan or not not in a defined role like it is in the WWE, but he seems to have stepped up quite nicely as a heel and the feud's developing nicely. But for me, it's kind of just a shame they didn't really have this in motion for the WrestleMania match. But the match itself was, was better than the WrestleMania one and I think we're going to see... And the the feud continue in a decent way, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that you know they want to go in a more storyline approach with this and um, make it different to um, what they were doing in Japan, where it was more of a sports kind of, um, kind of storyline, if you if you want to put it that way, whereby. Um, you know, it's really about who's the better man, who can better the other one. And, uh, um, you know, there wasn't really a distinct face heel divide when they had some of their great matches in Japan, but, uh, that's not the case here. I mean, Nakamura is now certainly gone full heel and, uh, you know, still an entertaining kind of character development with it as well, not just a, a traditional stereotypical um, heel, but uh, the whole um, direction with uh, almost taking the mick out of his um, limited English in a way with a no speak English kind of line yeah. uh, and the continuous low blows. Um, I like where they're going with that. It's, it's quite uh, clever. So um, yeah, th- this, this will continue, I think for at least another, month or two and um you know i think to make it interesting and to make it have any real purpose nakamura surely has to pick up the championship at some point um because if he goes through the entire program with styles retaining the belt and then styles moves on to somebody else then that's not good for nakamura yeah. um, you know he, he needs to get something out of this program and that thing in particular has to be the WWE Championship for me. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll preview the Backlash match, but I, I, I am thinking the same as you, I'll be honest. Um, but but we'll move on to the other the other Championship main event of that of that uh, of the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, we saw again Brock Lesnar, part time champion, retain his title in in weird fashion, getting speed through the cage and, and controversial like. Reigns technically touched the touched the floor first, but this match it made the WrestleMania one look good <laughs> for me anyway. <laughs> it it was just it just seemed really really pointless. Well, um, you know this match um, again wasn't a really long match again less than ten minutes, but um, there was controversy. Uh, I'm not sure if the ending was botched um, in a way in terms of um, whose feet touched outside of the uh, cage first. But, uh, you know, it was certainly um, something that they played up the next night on Raw yeah. um, and you know, turned into part of the storyline, even if we're not going to see any advancement to that for perhaps a few weeks or even a couple of months. But... Um, 
no, I, I thought for for what it was, it was it was okay. It wasn't um, you know a really you know horrible kind of match. You no, know, it wasn't uh, as I said earlier um, anything that's going to make anyone think. Yeah, that was a match of the year contender. Nowhere near that, but uh, you know it, it was certainly not good for Roman Reigns. I did I think predict that he would pick up the championship yeah, we here, did, yeah. and for him to not pick it up again. Um, you know, it, it doesn't bode well for him. Um, so it's, it's, um, just weird though, what they're doing with the Universal Championship because it's been a part-time belt now for over a year. And, um, you know, it's not good for the raw brand that the main championship, um, is only seen, um, a select few times a year. And for the rest of the year, um, everyone else is made to look like, uh, second fiddle to this guy that appears occasionally. And I just don't think that that's good for the product as a whole. Um, it's good to keep Brock Lesnar strong. It's good to keep him special. Um, but they managed to do that without sacrificing their main title um, for four or five years. Um, but, you know, with this title reign, I'm just not really sure where they're going with it. So, you know, it's not good for Reigns, not good for the championship, not good for the brand, but uh, Brock Lesnar's happy. So, you know, if that if that's the logic, if that's the key purpose of, the, you know, uh, how they want to do business, then fair enough. But it just doesn't make a great deal of sense to me. Yeah, it's a weird one. As you said, Reigns is the one who suffers. I mean, he's going into this program with Samoa Joe, which I imagine, well, it, it can only be a one and done, really, because we're on separate shows now. Um, so I don't, well, we're not going to see Reigns carry a bloody feud for three months now. I think that's when SummerSlam is. Um, that's basically impossible. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure where we see Rome, uh, Roman go after the Samoa Joe match. He, just, he, kind of, he seems to be in limbo kind of thing. Um, so mm. yeah, as you said, it, he suffered now and... I'm not. I'm not really seeing where he can go. So it'll be interesting to see the raw after um, backlash. What what happens with Reigns? Because the result against Joe, it doesn't really matter either way. Um, the both kind. Of, well, Joe seems to have a program set up for him after because obviously he interrupted AJ on SmackDown. So that seems to have um, something um, going there. Whereas Reigns, he's just kind of stuck there. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, the actual main event, um, we saw the actual Royal Rumble match um, bit predictable apart from the best moment in WWE history as we said um, I predicted Lashley to win maybe as something different but you said Strowman and you got it right going safe and predictable though. but that, that, <laughs> that was the entire show wasn't it, safe and predictable so yeah, you could, t- you could tell which way it was going pretty early on but we saw Daniel Bryan break a uh, well, if we're going to count this as, as canon, shall we say, um, he broke the uh, length record in a, in a Royal Rumble match. I think he he, he just beat uh, Rey Mysterio's record, which kind of speaks volumes, considering there was 20 extra people, and he only just beat it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and his chest was disgustingly on fire. <laughs> but uh, we saw him get to the last three. Um, we saw Big Cass finish second, and we obviously saw Braun Strowman win it, um, getting yeah. a nice trophy and pretty damn nice belt, <laughs> which we'll probably never see again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
but what did you think of the Royal Rumble? I mean, it did lag on a bit. There was, there was quite a lot of uh, cannon fodder in there, wasn't there really? But right person win for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. They need to keep Strowman strong, and uh, this was a good way of doing it. So, you know, that, that was quite good. And I thought the match itself had its moments. It wasn't as good as the um, Rumble in January as a match, which I think we, we predicted would be the case. Um, there were, you know, some you know odd people turning up for this one, including people I've never even seen before. Um, that eight foot tall NXT book, Jesus Christ! <laughs> which one? <laughs> oh, which one was he? There was two or three of them. I can't um, remember his bloody name. The first there one. Was... <laughs> there you go. That'll the guy with the mohawk. Yes, him. Oh, him. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was he was huge, and then he was followed shortly after by another huge guy, almost as tall, um, who's part of NXT, part of um, the Performance Center developmental system, um, but hasn't I don't think appeared on the main um, show itself, as far as I'm aware. So yeah, there, there were some people that we've not seen before, a bunch of other people from NXT. Some notable omissions. Sami Zayn wasn't there, strangely. Uh, Mustafa Ali wasn't there, interestingly, as well. Um, but no, the, the match had its moment and moments and obviously had a very, very special unintended moment. Uh, but no, the right, right person won. Um, Daniel Bryan, you know, he hung in there for 70 minutes and, uh, you know, he, he looked good. Um, yeah, the, the chest less so. But, I mean, that was actually a copycat spot from the, the independents. I mean, this year and last, um, it's, all, it's almost become the rage to um, just have your chest absolutely obliterated by a thousand chops. And, you know, some of the chests that I've seen after matches on the indies have been significantly worse looking than uh, Danny Bryan's chest. But, um, no, that, that was... Completely inspired by the independence, he's clearly been watching his PWG and <laughs> WXW and you know, promotions like that. Spot is a bit of an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodness, I mean, uh, uh, oh, yeah, it, it looks quite horrible and gruesome, but trust me that there's been much worse looking chests um, just this year, just last few weeks. Um, uh, but uh, no, that that's where that idea came from, and. Uh, Overall, you know, he, he showed some good fire and was one of the more over talents. And uh, Randy Orton actually got a really good response, as did Rey Mysterio. So, um, guys that have been around for a long, long time, um, were seen as stars and were um, responded to in that way. But uh, no, the, the match itself wasn't the worst I've seen. Uh, but you know, it wasn't uh, one that I you know want to necessarily go back and watch again. Yeah, I mean, the only one I'd probably say that has watch-back ability is probably the IC title ladder match, which was pretty good. Other than that, there wasn't much going on. Um, the first match seen a Triple H was a bit of nostalgia, pretty fun, but I wouldn't want to watch it back. Um, but yeah, the IC title was good, and that, that's probably the highlight for me. That was probably match of the night for that one, I'd say. Yeah, no, that, that was... Um, um... Very good match, good opener, um, and uh, you know you wouldn't expect anything less. You know, season yeah, pro. Absolutely. 
So, um, you know, they know what they're doing and uh, went out and uh, started the show on a, on a good footing. But I thought the ladder match as well was actually uh, very good too. Um, you know, that also had its moments. Um, and um, one of the other matches from memory also um, I thought was pretty good. I think it was Cedric Alexander against Kalisto, in fact. Oh, yeah, yeah, that um, was good, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, so... Um, you know, up, up and down, um, you know, there, there wasn't any match that I thought was actively horrible, but, uh, you know, there were certainly a couple of matches that, you know, you wouldn't, um, say were, were, were good. Um, Jeff Hardy against Jinder Mahal being one <laughs> of them. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, m- most of it, most of it was decent fodder, but, uh, uh, as a show, I, I, I overall enjoyed it, but you know, it's not something I want to actually go back and watch all over again. Yeah, I think that's the best way of summing it up, and I think we'll, I think we'll leave it there. I mean, <clears throat> if anyone wants more detailed thoughts on the Greatest Royal Rumble, just feel free to tweet us. I mean, I mean, there's not much, not much else to say really. But um, we'll move on to Backlash. I mean, we we talked about the Royal Rumble winner there in Braun Strowman. Um, he's listed as the first match tag teaming with uh, Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, for me, this match it only has one clear winner unless we're going to see Bobby Lashley turn. That that's how I feel because I mean the book Braun Strowman that strongly he can't lose a match now, so something's going to happen have to happen with Bobby Lashley there for me for this to be kind of interesting or we're just going to see. Braun Strowman to get the hot tag and then batter both of them again. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll expand this more. How do, how do you think Bobby Lashley's done since he's came back? I mean, he almost killed Big Cass in the Royal Rumble <laughs> the other night, but um, he's not he's not come back to a huge huge reaction to the crowd. So maybe a feud with Braun Strowman would be the way to spark him into life, kind of thing. But it it, it needs some more interest for me for this to for me to take note of it really. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right. I think, um, for me, Lashley has to turn heel and, uh, that would make him more interesting. As a baby face, he just comes across as too bland, too uninteresting. And, you know, clearly fans are not, um, really enamored by him. Um, they don't really connect with him. So I think heel turn could do him well and, you know, he could kind of uh, play off a number of things to try and get himself over as a heel. Um, so there is the opportunity for him to align himself with Owens and Zayn. Um, or he might just want to go in his own direction, just turn on Strowman and just um, try and battle out over who's the strongest or most powerful or whatever. Um, in a way, I'm almost disappointed that match isn't taking place in Montreal because obviously... That's where Raw emanated from this past mm. week. The, the reaction to Owens and Zayn, good grief. That was as loud as almost anything I've ever heard on Raw. That was incredible. Much as I told them that Jinder like was Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, the, uh, Owens almost was overcome with emotion, in fact. Um, he had to hold himself together as he you know, entered in the opening segment of Raw um, because... Um, but the response was just unbelievable. So uh, imagine if these two teamed up in a match in Montreal. 
in that way they just would have um, had a massive amount of uh, fun and um, it would have been quite incredible the reactions um, but uh, yeah I, I think we'll probably see something along the lines of Heelton I think you're right and uh, I'd expect uh, Lashley to be uh, perhaps um, costing Strowman but I can't see Strowman getting pinned so it could be a counted out finish or mm. something along those lines um, and Owens and Zayn would win so uh, that that is what I think will happen but um, you know equally you know they might just keep them together in hold off um, a turn for another time and then we could have um, Owens and Zane lose yet again and uh, you know that, that would almost cement their positions as uh, mid-carders for life which would be really basically, let's be honest they're basically jobbers at this point <laughs> uh, yeah I mean the, the whole thing with their feud with Dan and Brian and Shane McMahon yeah, I mean, it, it was sort of okay if it had a bit more direction that would have resulted in Owens and Zane getting over a bit more, because that should be the idea of Fuse, is that the people you want to elevate should come out better um, with a bit more momentum um, at the end. And you got to put they, over the 50-year-old bloke and the most popular person on the roster. That, that's, that's what you got to do, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the two people you can build on, the people... It's just stupid how they've been booked. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a real shame because, you know, I was looking at Owens as a surefire universal champion or WWE champion, and it's not really looking like that's going to happen. And I think it's had an effect on his motivation as well because looking back at his matches from 2017, they just were not at the level of what he was doing when he debuted some three years ago. Um, just simply not at that kind of um, levels of performance, which is a real shame. Even, even looking at his universal title run, that yeah. obviously ended a bit prematurely for stupid Goldberg reasons, but when he when he did break up with Jericho, you were seeing Kevin Owens of, of NXT again. And mm. then ever since... That feud with Jericho has ended. It's just been bland shite after shite matches and um, programs, really. I mean, the the whole Vince bit was was uh, very good and stuff like that. But the Shane and Brian feud went on for too long, and it just drained the bloody life out of him. And then, unfortunately, Sammy got dragged into it, and it's just spiralled out of control. And what was, well, Kevin Owens especially probably the most hot prospect coming in however many years ago it was he, he just seems so lost at the minute it, it, it's insane because he should be one of the biggest guys in the company yeah yeah oh absolutely not wrong there um, and I think that there's been a case of two extremely talented guys being victims of really poor booking um, which is not the first time it won't be the last um, but you know that's not to say that they can't be salvaged and they can't be built up again but um, even with this storyline um, I'm not really full of confidence that they're going to be turned around anytime soon which is just um, you know 
almost bordering on the depressing, really, when you look at two guys, uh, Owens in particular, that um, could be almost focal points in the company. Um, that good. When they're motivated and inspired, um, just tremendous all-rounders as well, not just really good in the ring, but great personalities, great, great promos, connect with the crowd. Um, what more do you want? Uh, but, yeah, clearly for Vince and others in power, they are missing something, and hence why they continue to um, linger in the mid-card. They're not called Roman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is a kind of depressing situation with them to especially, because I think just the, their time in NXT, I think everyone was thinking, okay, these can be special, and then obviously the way Kevin Owens debuted, well, even Sami Zayn, he obviously had a, a, a mint match with Cena as well, and obviously got un- injured, unfortunately, then. But the way Kevin Owens debuted on the main card, it was like, okay, this guy can be like the best heel that the company's seen since like Edge. Mm. So yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit sad. But yeah, as you say, there is, they can still fix them. They're both young enough, um, but hopefully they don't screw them over that much that they want to leave and go back to the Indies because they made a living before WWE now their reputation's gone up another level yeah. <laughs> go back and make even more money um, oh. so hopefully they, they fix that but as you said the Montreal reaction was enough to gauge that they can get a reaction if they do a pay-per-view in Canada which I'm, I'm not sure what the schedule is but even if it's just one of the smaller pay-per-views them two should be headlining it going off them reactions that was insane that's like any yeah, like a better yeah. re- oh, reaction yeah. that we've ever seen Roman Reigns get, <laughs> which is insane. Um, but we'll, we'll move on from this match because it's it's not going to be a good match, let's be honest. And the most interesting thing we'll see what Bobby Lashley does. Um, but we'll move on to another quite strange match. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the ring, but it's kind of been made out of nothing. Uh, Big cast coming back from injury. Daniel Bryan obviously coming back from injury as well. Um, that's kind of piece. That seems to be the storytelling point throughout this is that Big Cass was overlooked whilst he was injured. Daniel Bryan getting all all the hype as you'd expect. Um, but it'd be strange if Big Cass won this, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly not a program that I would have seen being put together even a couple of weeks ago um but it, it's kind of been assembled and yeah a bit of a random pairing but uh two guys um who have got some momentum i mean with big cash as you know the company had big plans for him prior to his um knee injury i think it was and uh, daniel bryan returning was obviously a big deal uh, for WWE and for the man himself. Um, so where this goes, who knows? Uh, I would suspect that it won't be a one and done. I think that they will go for at least one, if not two more, uh, pay-per-view shows out of this one. Um, and it's all stemming from Cass almost coming across like a jealous type, jealous about Danny Bryan's popularity and obviously taking the mick out of him with um, the um, midget dressed up as Danny Bryan on uh, SmackDown. Um, so, yeah, that, that's um, just one of these 
randomly put together fuse where I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of heat. Obviously, Dan O'Brien will get his usual reaction and uh, we certain um, offense will get the yes chant going. Um, and I think Big Cass, though, um, certainly shown potential as um, a character. He, he certainly seems to have uh, come along when it comes to promo ability. Um, I think the promos he's cut recently have actually been very strong. So I think WWE do want to do something with Cass, and that's why I'm a bit unsure about where this would go, whereas normally I would think, well, it would just be a victory for Danny Bryan, and then he'll move on to a more high-profile opponent. But I don't think that necessarily will be the case. I think that they'll perhaps look to try and elevate Cass as part of this program with Brian, even if ultimately Brian emerges is, is um, the stronger of the two. Um, and then he inevitably moves on to a feud with one of the bigger names on the brand. Um, but, yeah, it, it should be an interesting one. Again, won't be a... Uh, or unlikely to be a great match, but uh, you know, with Dan and Brian involved, I'm, I'm sure it'll be pretty decent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen Daniel Bryan carry matches against worse opponents than Big Cass. Well, having said that, we've not really seen Big Cass have any singles matches that didn't have Enzo Mori or the big showing. <laughs> so, <clears throat> God, knows, God knows what he'll be like. But, I mean, for his first... Well, let's say proper single run, because we'll, we'll, we'll disregard the Enzo stuff, because let's be honest, it was shit. Uh, <laughs> um, so, as his first um, singles run, his first feud's going to be with probably one or, number one or two in terms of best workers in the company at the minute with AJ Styles. And, but Daniel Bryan, he's obviously known for just being friggin' excellent. Um so it's a big opportunity for Big Cass to kind of cement his, cement himself as one of the good day, good modern day big men. We've seen Braun Strowman obviously come on leaps and bounds um, over the last couple of years. Um, so hopefully Big Cass, I'm not sure what I'm not I'm not sure or I don't think anybody's sure what level he's currently at. But if he can have a, that same development that Braun Strowman's has, it, it could be a good age for talented big men um so mm. I'm, I'm quite interested to see what big cast does really but as you said i think daniel bryan is bigger and his popularity is still there where he is bigger than a bigger than a feud with big cast who he's still developing he's still trying to get a reaction from um from the crowd uh, and stuff like that but a feud with Daniel Bryan, it'll get it'll get you hated quickly. Let's be honest. And I think that's probably the main reason they put them together. They're trying to cement him as a heel and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, um, I think Daniel Bryan should win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Big Cass wins because, as we, I think as you said in the past, Vince will obviously love him because just just look at him. It, 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 if Vince was building someone, it'd be him. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Big Cass wins, but I think Daniel Bryan will win then. Maybe see some stuff on SmackDown, and then we'll see Brian going to bigger and better stuff. Maybe, um, maybe Nakamura or something like that, which might make sense. Um, but yeah, it'd be an intriguing match. I'm not sure if it'll be a, a classic or anything like that, but it should be. It should be interesting at the very least. But we'll move on to the the US title match. Kind of came out of nothing, but you could see it going this way as soon as Jeff beat Jinder Mahal. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Um, are you interested in this at all? Because 
I like Jeff Hardy as the US champion. I think it was good him coming over and stuff. It made sense. But putting him straight in with Randy Orton, who for me is kind of getting into that Dolph Ziggler situation where he's kind of like a momentum killer. It 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 just kind of doesn't fill me with anything. I, they might have a good match, but I'm not I'm not asked about it at all. Yeah. No, two sound um, tennis, but came together by the two just teaming up and um, winning the match, and then Orton decides to RKO Hardy and didn't see that reason. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll just uh, my interest levels for this match um, are about the same as watching paint dry, to be honest. Or a Bray Wyatt match. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll say that for another time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not something that I'm inspired by. You know, Orton increasingly feels like he just goes through the motions these days. Hardy, um, when he's not around with his brother, uh, he, he seems to lack what he perhaps had maybe five, ten years ago. Um, I do expect him to retain the title, though. I don't see Orton... Winning it, unless they want to go in a different direction and turn him full blown heel and make him a heel champion and just do something a bit different with him. And that's always a possibility as well. Um, but of all the scenarios, I think Hardy wins and I think it'll be an okay match as well. Yeah, I mean, they're both obviously two talented, very talented guys. It's just character wise Jeff Hardy's still obviously got to re-establish him as a singles competitor and uh, well getting a singles title is a good way of obviously starting that um, but Randy Randy Orton if this is the start of his heel turn hopefully that that could see see something of interest coming his way but yeah uh, that's the only way I'd, I'd be kind of interested in Randy Orton at the moment is if he, if he turns proper heel rather than just RKO random faces every time every time he's in a match with him Um but yeah, I agree. I think we'll see Jeff Hardy win. I think we've got to we've got to stop the uh, playing hot potato with mid card titles and let people have runs with them. Um, I think we said the same about Seth Rollins um, about the Saudi Arabia event and um, a, a hell of a promising start for him on uh, on Raw that we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but yeah, Jeff Hardy, give him give him a run with the title. I mean, we saw obviously it was so many years ago. His his feuds with um, CM Punk when he was originally WWE champion and stuff that uh, he, he has shown previously he can he can run with a title and make people care about. Even his IC title run when he was feuding with Umaga, um, he he's shown previously he can carry a title. So I want to see what he can do. So it should be it should be interesting. Hopefully he can get his popularity back he had then. Um, and then he'll be a big, a big um, addition to SmackDown Live. But yeah, hopefully it'll be a good match, and hopefully it's a start of um, Jeff Hardy re-establishing himself and Randy Orton turning heel. Um, I know SmackDown has a lot of heels, but Randy Orton should not be a face. I think we, I think we've been saying that for years now, haven't we? Mm. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the US Championship match. Not not one of great interest but it could be a good match um, that's pretty much all we ask for isn't it um, so we'll move on to the Intercontinental title match more um, for me this is probably up there in, in terms of my expectations for being match of the night maybe one more I'm looking at um, 
Seth Rollins versus The Miz. We saw Seth Rollins have an absolute classic with Finn Balor on Raw. Um, and The Miz, obviously, he he always just plays his part wherever he is. Um, but yeah, what, what do you see from this match? I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Seth to win, obviously, because Miz is on SmackDown and stuff like that. But I'm expecting it to be quite a good match. We've seen Miz have cap- been up in his game, kind of, where he's capable of having these great matches. And Seth Rollins... Well, I kind of left him out the list earlier, but he's probably in the top three. He's probably top three workers if I'm, if I'm not going to put him in my top two. He's bloody brilliant at the minute. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, no, can't disagree with any of that. Um, Rollins almost certainly will retain. Just cannot see um, the means winning the championship and then taking the title over to Smackdown, and so this really should be a one and done. Um, and then obviously the Miz can move in a different direction over on SmackDown. Whereas with Rollins, they're clearly uh, moving in um, a medium-term direction between him and Finn Balor. And what we saw on Raw, as you say, really good match. Um, is I'm sure not the last that we'll see between the two. Um, so. Rollins will retain. It should be a really good match. Um, certainly one of the top two or three matches on the show. And, uh, you know, it will continue to build up that momentum that I talked about a few weeks ago that Rollins needed to sort of build up. So, um, you know, think back to where he was, say, four or five months back. And uh, the Rollins of today um, certainly seems to have a lot more going for him and, seems to be more over as a result. So it is kind of evidence um, that, you know, even if you're in Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn type of position, uh, with some decent booking and a tight run to boot, um, you can still get um, back on track. So, uh, you know, it, it gives some encouragement to the likes of them seeing um, Rollins um, doing so well. And obviously the reaction in Montreal uh, was further evidence that, uh, He's, you know, starting to finally get over as a as a babyface at long last. Yeah, it's, it's probably took longer than WWE thought. Um, so yeah, happy happy days with Seth Rollins. I mean, he before his injuries, he was he was the guy. Um, and he's kind of getting back to that form now. And 
with Raw having a part-time main event champion, he is the champion on Raw, uh, and that's a, that's a great sight to see because if he's seemingly not well, maybe not a, not not an open challenge kind of thing like we saw with Cena, but if he says he'll defend it at any time, we could see, really see some classic matches from Seth Rollins o- over the coming um, weeks and months on TV. Um, but as you say, he should win this, and going off the Raw match, his he has a feud with Seth Rollins that could actually just be printing money, um, printing interest and saving, or carry on what The Miz was doing in terms of saving the IC title, um, because that match on Raw was bloody brilliant. Um, so yeah, Seth Rollins really promising start to his Intercontinental Championship run, and if he if he, if he carries it this well, and eventually Lesnar drops the title, or maybe even, this might be a bold shout, maybe Seth may be the one to beat Brock Lesnar. We've seen Brock work better with smaller guys, and we've seen him work better with AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins is definitely in that category, so maybe if he carries Raw, sort of, maybe he'll be rewarded with beating Brock, but I can't see it happening, but I'd love to see it happen, but um, yeah, Seth's just brilliant at the minute, and... uh, it's just hopefully he keeps the title long enough to make it care, and hopefully his feud with Seth Rollins or uh, with uh, Finn Balor or whoever it, it it's just it gets what it deserves. Um, but we'll, we'll move on from the Intercontinental Championship match because we there is only really one winner there, and uh, I think we'll see more interesting feuds there. But um, I'm, I'm expecting that to be a good match. Um, so women's championship match is coming up. Um, we'll start with the Raw one: Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Obviously. A rematch from uh, WrestleMania. Um, I'm pretty much expecting a pretty similar match, really, where Nia Jax dominates, Alexa Bliss injures a limb or something like that, and then Nia Jax just eventually batters her. Is, is that basically what you're thinking? Yeah, I think um, they made a big deal about Nia Jax winning the championship, so. I just don't see them taking the belt off of her this soon. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, we went through the entire Greatest Royal Rumble show without a title change. We did have new champions crowned, but that was for a vacant championship, which was the, uh, the Raw, it was the Raw Tag Team Championship, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, We've predicted two matches involving titles where the champions retain. So um, uh, there has to be a title change on this card, surely. So I think um, it might even be two. But of the five championships at stake, this is probably the one that will still be retained. I think that um, the other two matches that we'll come on to in a moment um, is where we will see title changes. So, um, f- f- for that logic, if nothing else, I-, I think that Jack's retains, and I think you're right. I think Alexa will get some heat in, um, but uh, and made to look competitive more than perhaps usual. But uh, yeah, I think Nia will retain, and uh, she'll go on to uh, fight another day as as the Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, definitely. I think she has to, really, because her title reign so far has been introducing Ember Moon and being in tag team matches and then being overshadowed by Ronda Rousey. So I don't think she's had chance to do anything with the title, really. So I think it would be unfair for her to drop it already. 
Um, yeah. Unless they have really, really bad doubts about Nia Jax like, carrying the title, but I think that would be really unfair in such basically the infancy of a title reign. So I think she'll I think she'll retain. Um so yeah, I think that'll be pretty much a simple match. Uh, pretty much just as I said, just pretty much a WrestleMania rerun. Um but probably the more interesting one, um SmackDown's women's championship, Carmella versus Charlotte Flair. Um I th- I'm not sure what to think about this one. I think it'd be harsh on Carmella to lose the title so quick. I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, really. But at the same time, if Charlotte loses clean to Carmella, it kind of makes the WrestleMania beating the streak and beating Oscar and all that seem really stupid. So I'm either seeing Charlotte Flair winning clean or I'm seeing the Iconics and all that crap getting involved in Carmella winning that way. So that's pretty much the only options I'm seeing here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, as I just mentioned a moment ago, we will be seeing a couple of title chains, and I think this is one of them. Um, you're right, I mean, it would seem slightly harsh to put the belt on Carmella, only for her to drop it, but far bigger, more high-profile stars who seemed like they weren't exactly favoured by the company mm-hmm. had titles and uh, they lost them pretty quickly thereafter. So I think, unfortunately for Carmella, um, we'll have a similar situation, and uh, the belt will then go back to Charlotte, and she will win the belt. I don't think it will be a, a particularly great match. Um, you know, Carmella is quite a limited worker, and um, it will be a good test for Charlotte, though, because uh, we've seen her have really good matches with other very good workers, but when they're when she's put in the ring with somebody who is limited, it'll be interesting to see um, to what extent she can carry um, Charlotte to a decent match or better. Yeah. I mean, it was something that her father was renowned for to be able to go in there with almost any kind of opponent and still pulled together, a, a, you know, a, a very watchable match. Isn't, uh, isn't there saying that he could have went in with a broom or something like that and still had a, still had a five-star five match or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, that, that was the kind of thing that was said about him and um, at his peak, you know, from about 83 to 89, um, you know, he was having just great matches night after night after night. So, you know, he really set a high standard against all manner of opponents. So let's see if um, Charlotte can pull out a good match against uh, um, Carmella. And if she can, then, uh, um, you know, her stock as a, one, one of the better workers in WWE will um, rise even more. So I, I think that we will see a title change. And um, I actually think it will be a better match than you you would think it will be. So, yeah, I think all, all things considered, it should be a good night for Charlotte. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you, but just to, just to kind of expand on Carmella, I mean, I'm not really bothered either way if she retains or not. I was just kind of playing devil advocate saying it might be harsh, but for me, the title run should have either been earlier in the, in a in a briefcase run when she was obviously getting a reaction with Ellsworth and stuff like that. Or they should have Baron Corbin her, um, <laughs> because if if they don't think she's ready, I'd rather her not 
suffer getting the title taken off her after a week than um, getting it, having some stupid matches, tag team matches, and then just losing it and then probably going, probably going into obscurity and becoming best mate with like Alicia Fox and stuff like that. Um, but she she does have potential and stuff like that, and as we saw, she could get a reaction as well, like with her days with Cass and um, Enzo, and when she was with Ellsworth, as I said, she was getting over and stuff like that. But now they put the title on her really late on, and nobody seems to care, and all she does is scream about the ring, not really doing anything. She's just kind of became annoying, hasn't she? Yeah, and obviously that's the intention is that she's this irritating um person who's fluked her way to a um women's championship and uh you know it, it's very much being treated like a, a flute title reign as well um so that would suggest that they are unlikely to have a hold that title for any lengthy period of time certainly not being booked in the way that somebody like uh alexa bliss is um who Whilst booked as a cowardly type of um, performer in the champion, um, also has something about her as well as a tenacious fighter, and uh, they certainly don't present Carmella in that kind of way. So, you know, even if somehow she does remain victorious and retains a belt at this show, um, I don't think the reign will carry on much more than a few more weeks beyond that. So, um, that's what I, I think that Charlotte winning is the more likely scenario. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think we need Charlotte back having the championship and kind of forgetting about that run, um, kind of quickly. And then I don't know. May, well, I think we'll maybe see a rematch with Asuka eventually. Probably maybe SummerSlam. Mm. But, um, Becky Lynch seems to be a bit of a character who needs a tweak, so maybe something there. Iconics, maybe a bit too soon, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but the women division on SmackDown has got some interesting storylines there. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll move on from that, and we'll go to not the main event, but the match before the main event, which seems just quite interesting, really. Um, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Um Roman Reigns, as we said, uh, whilst we were talking about the Royal Rumble um, event, he, he kind he's kind of lost in limbo. Um, this match was obviously set up before the uh, Royal Rumble event and before Joe was put on SmackDown. Um, but Samoa Joe, he is just the best thing in the company at the minute for me. I don't even think he's had a match since he's been back from injury. And every time he's on screen, it's like, you are mint. <laughs> um, I, I just love the block. Um, <clears throat> so what what are your expectations from this match and who who do you think will win? Well, uh, this is my pick for match of the night. I think it'll be outstanding. Um, Roman Reigns on these types of shows almost always delivers. And you know, Joe, I mean, we haven't seen him go all out in singles contest since he's returned from injury. Um, so I think this is his first opportunity to really show that he's still got it. I was watching a match that he had, um, which I just remembered actually back around 2004, 2005 against a guy called Necro Butcher on the independence, which was a brutal match, but it was just absolutely incredible. Um, it just reminded me of, 
how talented he is and how talented he's been for such a long time. And uh, I hope that, um, you know, now that he's back from that unfortunate injury, um, he can really build up a head of steam. Um, I, I think the guy needs to move into title reckoning. Um, if they don't want to go with Reigns, um, then perhaps um, when Lesnar returns, another um, short program with Samoa Joe, but this time with Joe winning the championship, well, would just be the be best awesome. thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what better way to kind of go in that direction, possibly for SummerSlam, than to have Joe um, pick up a victory. And even if it's not on this show, then maybe um, when they compete against, maybe they can compete against each other um, the following month in June. And they could perhaps even stretch it out to July, um, you know, uh, around the time that Brock Lesnar will return um, to start building up a SummerSlam match. But uh, for me, um, you know, it would make a lot of sense to, for Joe to win the belt. Um, I think that he stands more to gain from a win here than Roman Reigns, even though obviously Reigns has lost, um, you know, two big matches now. And they'll be thinking, well, uh, we need to repair some of the damage caused from that. So let's put him over. But I think if they were thinking a bit more smartly, then um, Samoa Joe would be the right person to win. And, uh, you know, I hope they go in that kind of direction because he deserves it. And uh, I think we as fans deserve something other than Brock versus Reigns as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think in terms of Roman losing, obviously, two big matches in a row, I think they can really build on that. The fact that he seems to be rejected because people think he's just going to win everything. And, well, let's be honest, he is probably penciled in to win everything. <laughs> um, but if if we kind of if they kind of show him losing matches, not just normal people like Samoa Joe, as we say, and, and well, Strowman and whoever, and even like Seth Rollins and stuff like that, it'll it'll take away the stigma of of just Super Cena Mark Two, won't it? So if if they kind of keep this losing streak going, make him more desperate. I mean, we saw it with um, Johnny Gargano on NXT, didn't we? He was he was losing, and then it, it built into something huge. Um, so I'm not I'm not saying it'll be as good or as over as Johnny Gargano was, but I think it'll be a good way of cooling the heat on Roman Reigns on these big events. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd well I'd always prefer Samoa Joe to win because he's he's awesome. Um, but I think Samoa Joe has more to gain from winning, and I think any damage done to Roman Reigns they could fix at a click of a thing click of the fingers. Um, whereas Samoa Joe, he's not won a title yet. He's obviously struggled with a few injuries, so I think if he wins and then goes into title reckoning, as you said, he's got so much more to gain. Maybe not Brock Lesnar, but maybe some, maybe um, AJ Styles, and he gets put in the program with uh, with Shinsuke as well, or even just working with uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, it's just a shame, as you said, if he if he was to eventually work again with Lesnar, it'd probably be the year after. Obviously, he's on SmackDown now, um, so the, logically. <laughs> and also, WWE doesn't always do logic, but so I don't think we'll see some more Joe vs. Lesnar until um, they're on the same show again. I'm oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah so we're probably not going to see that. Some, but uh, unless, I mean, the only thing is, um, it's something that we've seen a little bit more is that there's a bit more in the way of blurring of the lines between the two brands. True. Uh, 
So, you know, they might, obviously with, you know, scrapping, um, you know, brand specific pay-per-views and moving to, uh, you know, joint shows, um, you know, we could still see the bigger shows like SummerSlam and, uh, WrestleMania where, you know, the brands, um, have, you know, well, receive more cross-brand matches and, so it might still be possible to see, but if, yeah, I think you're right. You know, if if the main event of one of the main events of Survivor Series was say Lesnar versus Samoa Joe for the, obviously the, it'd be the Universal Champion versus WWE Champion, I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> we, we we obviously it it makes sense logically. Um, it it'd allow, and I think Survivor Series is early winter isn't it normally so it gives a long it gives a decent time to build some more joy into a champion the only thing it'd be unfortunate that lesnar's obviously kept part-time championship for so long but um yeah i, I think some more joe as you say he just needs a title whether it's i think he's better than the mid card but anything at this moment i'd i'd be quite happy with him having um but yeah i think for Samojo, he need he needs to beat Reigns, and I think they need to show, I think they need to kill the Super Cena stigma with Reigns, as I said. So hope, hopefully Joe wins, because he's just, he's getting the reaction that that is that he's desired to. He's getting people hated him, and people want to cheer him because he's made he's awesome. But he's just getting people hating him so so easily. It's uh, it, it's bloody mm. brilliant. But yeah. This, as you said, this I agree with you. I think this will be match of the night as well. Um, Roman Reigns, maybe not everyone's cup of tea, but we know he's a good worker. Samoa Joe may not be the same bloke from 2004, 2005, as you said, but he's still hell of a worker. I mean, we've seen recently NXT, even his raw work has been fantastic. He's probably had the second best match with um, Lesnar, apart from AJ Styles. Um so yeah, Samoa Joe has everything to gain um, from this feud. So hopefully we see him win, and then we see you both go on to um, to different storylines. But we'll, we'll go on to the main event. Um, we mentioned it on the Greatest Royal Rumble um, review kind of thing that this this feud's building nicely. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles in a door disqualification match. Um. I'm quite looking forward to this match now. I'm, 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 we were disappointed by WrestleMania, but as TV's gone on and obviously the Royal Rumble event, I, I'm re- I'm quite looking forward to this match now. And I think no disqualification match. It'll obviously lead to a low blow spot, probably from AJ Styles just to mix things up. But um, I'm I'm expecting Nakamura to win it. As as you said, he really needs to win the title um, to kind of legitimise himself. And if they're going to continue this, or continue this, or just make Nakamura the, the star they probably wanted him to be, he needs to win the title. But um, if Nakamura doesn't win this, I think they're going to have to scrap him and put some more Joe into the title picture. But I hope Nakamura wins because he can—he's one of the. Uh, for me, he seems like one of these characters who could obviously go into obscurity quite quickly. Um. So hopefully he wins and has a good run with the title, and we see this kind of continue because it has, it has been really good TV recently. And for me to say that about SmackDown's quite, quite rare. Um, so yeah, I hope Nakamura wins. Yeah, yeah, um, I completely concur. Um, deserving of the title. Um, no, I don't think he's lit the world on fire since he came up to the main roster last year, but. Um, 
you know, he's still, you know, one of the more unique characters and uh, is over. And I think that they can go in some interesting directions. I mentioned earlier with this new character that he's developing involving. So, um, you know, it'd be fitting for him to become the champion and uh, let's see where he goes from there. Uh, and as for the match quality, um, you know, both occasions when they've competed at WrestleMania and at the Great Royal Rumble event um, haven't delivered to very lofty expectations. So perhaps this is the occasion, especially if it's on last, uh, for them to really light things up. But the fact it's a no DQ match for me is a bit of a signal that uh, we will see a title change here. So looking forward to it and uh, I think it, if it does end the show, it will um, end it on a high. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously you've kind of probably, you've watched Shinsuke Nakamura's career a lot closer than I have and you've you've seen his work in Japan, obviously coming over to NXT and I think last week you said he's always kind of been a not a face, but it's not it's not defined in Japan and stuff like that. So what what are you making of his heel run? Because it's if it's something new in his career, do you think did you think he had this in him, and how do you think it's gone so far? Well, um, I think that it, it's gone pretty well. I mean, in in Japan, what they well certainly New Japan um, up until the last six seven years, there wasn't really a strong emphasis on face faces and heels um but uh certainly it's more latter years in new japan um under the um guidance of bookers gato and jado um he was um displaying a bit more color as we call it um in terms of personality and he was still booked very much as a baby face um there were others that were booked as uh, more clear-cut heels like uh Tetsuya Naito more recently, last couple of years, and also uh, Minoru Suzuki. Um, but uh, no, this is different for him. This is something he's not really done before. But um, you know, he's a seasoned pro now. He's been in the ring for sixteen years, I think it is, maybe fifteen. Um, so you know, he's very experienced, and uh, you know, he's been around the WWE setup now for several years. Um, and uh, understands how they present characters and what they expect of them. So I think that he'll make a pretty decent uh, run of it, and uh, I think um, he'll actually come across as one of the more interesting champions they've had for a while um, as a heel. And um, you know, the feud I think with AJ will continue, but um, I think that AJ will retain, uh, sorry, regain the belt at some point and uh as when he does then uh, he'll have a tailor made opponent ready and lined up for him in one Samoa Joe. So uh yeah, that that should certainly be uh, an interesting one. Uh, but they might also go with Daniel Bryan as well. Um Daniel Bryan oh he's on SmackDown, isn't he? Yeah he is, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Just a big blur <laughs> who's on what show the whole the whole um <laughs> Shuffle is just, um, yeah, it, I mean, it only happened about two weeks ago, but it already feels like a massive blur. I'm uh, struggling to remember who's on which band, but, uh, it Do, doesn't yeah. help to do in a pay per view where it doesn't matter what show you're on, you're just fighting who you're fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but no, it, it, it's one of the things that I'm quite excited about with, with SmackDown more generally is that, uh, 
you know, there's a number of characters that are interesting and, uh, you know, they can between them have lots of different views and matches and, uh, help to make the show much more interesting than it was at any point over the last 15 or so months. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's the match that, uh, you know, could, um, you know, really be the defining moment for Nakamura in the WWE. Whereas, you know, if he uh, doesn't win the belt and, uh, isn't allowed to come on and look strong, then, uh, it might suggest that, uh, the company doesn't have any big plans for him now or in the future. So important night coming up for Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, as you said, define, defining match for him really, it'll either determine if he's future endeavors, probably not fired, but maybe best if both of them parted ways, uh, probably more for Nakamura's sake. Um, if he doesn't win the WWE title this time, because this is probably the perfect moment for him. Um, but yeah, do you, do you think this will be the best match of the three? Because obviously the no disqualification match kind of takes off the shackles kind of thing and it kind of fits the feud a bit more, whereas obviously WrestleMania was just a huge disappointment and um, the Royal Rumble match, it was getting going, but obviously it had the ending that it did. But do you, do you think this is now, now the time for him to show... Probably not what they did in New Japan, because as we've both said in recent shows, that Nakamura is probably not what he once was. But do you think this is the time to show what they're both about? Yeah, I think so. Um, given they're going four hours for the whole main show, um, if they don't add any more matches to the main card, um, they've got eight matches for four hours. So, you know, that would suggest that they're going to get 25, maybe 30 minutes, possibly even more. Um, so they'll have every opportunity to pull out a killer match. And, uh, you know, if they can't under those circumstances, and especially if it's a main event, then, you know, that, that would certainly seem to suggest that, uh, Nakamura, um, injuries have caught up with him and, uh, he isn't the worker he once was, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that, um, this isn't going to be my match of the night. I think that, um, there is something missing between the pair. But uh, I think it will still be really, really entertaining and a close second to uh, Reigns versus Joe. Um, but it should be a, a really fun match, though, nonetheless. Yeah, I agree. Um, as, as I said um, when we were talking about, I think Reigns, um, Joe will probably be match of the night. Um, and then I think it'll be between this and the IC title for what's runner-up. Um but yeah, I think this is this should be their best match out of the three that they've had or are going to have. So hopefully, as we said, hopefully Nakamura wins, and hopefully they just, hopefully they just do each other justice because these these should be two of the best workers in the company. Maybe Nakamura's over the hill slightly, but he's probably still up there. Um, so hopefully they just do each other justice. That, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, so I. I I've not obviously watched Nakamura as much as you, uh, more, but um, it'd probably be sad to see just an over, over the hill Nakamura run in WWE because I imagine you've been waiting for him to, to for, for much longer than I have to come to WWE. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, um, to be honest, expecting him to come to the WWE when he was in New yeah. Japan. I thought you'd see out his career there, um, but. You know, some have said that you know, maybe uh, he saw that his 
injuries were kind of um, beginning to have an effect on what he could do in the ring and decided to um, trade in the more harsh and more physical New Japan um, environment for WWE where there's a bit more emphasis on other things like storylines and as a result um, you you can have um, an easy time of it in the ring um, and um, at the same time make more money as well because you know, let's not forget um, a lot of uh, people in pro wrestling also like to make money as well, like most people. And uh, you know, um, I'm sure he's, he's making a decent um, amount of dough in the WWE at the moment. In fact, I mean, I saw Baron Corbin on social media today showing off his Ferrari. Um, so, you know, <laughs> if he um, has made enough money to buy one of them, then I'm, I'm sure Nakamura is. Uh, Making um, you know pretty decent uh, yeah. dollars out of uh, the WWE at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean that kind of makes sense. But ho- hopefully he's motivated from a wrestling point of view rather than a money point of view for the- for this match especially. Um, but that that's been the card. More. I mean, are you expecting a good show? But for the as they've been advertising it, the first core brand pay per view with the really really painful cringe advert they've been putting on um but what do you think that'll be a good show uh oh yeah yeah i think um it won't be you know a show of the year contender i don't think uh, i think there's three obvious matches that you know, should really deliver and make it a good show but uh you know there's also a, a couple here that um i'm not like to get everyone all that excited so you know, all things considered, it'll be good, but not great. Yeah, I think I think that's what I'm thinking as well. Um, I'm expecting a couple really good matches, um, but I think this is just the pay-per-view to settle in the new rosters and stuff like that. As we said, it's kind of a bit of a mix and match with uh, both rosters at the minute. So storyline-wise, there's a couple matches that'll be interesting, like the WWE title match, uh, for, for example, but we need to get Reigns and Joe out the way so them two can develop his characters and stuff like that. So, um, good show, but I think more interesting times ahead after this. So, yeah, I think it'll be a good show. But um, that, that's been PWI. If you if you want to follow us on Twitter, I believe it's PW underscore index on Twitter. Um, I've been your host, that guy, Drinker. I've been joined by at more Chatra. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.